0: You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one bestselling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to have another spectacular guest with us today. And uh, her name is Agnes Van Ryan. And uh, a great way to remember her name is she says yes to life, and she really does. So, Agnes is with us today. I want to tell you a little bit about her before we get into her story. And uh, she was a woman who was climbing the corporate ladder, like so many of us have done, and working hard to be successful. And then at 40, she kind of had that feeling like, hmm, is this all that? is, right? And uh, there must be more. And what's the point of being successful if I'm not enjoying my life? And so she went on to reinvent herself and she is now the Reinvention Mentor. And you can find her at thereinventionmentor.com. You can email her. Yes, sorry, at... .com.uk. Thank you. Sorry, not .com, uk. Sorry. No, I am so glad you mentioned that because I had actually written it down wrong. So uh, the reinventionmentor.co.uk. And you can email her at Anyas at the And that is spelled A N Y E S again because she says yes to life. Welcome to the show, Anya. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. My absolute pleasure. You know, one of the things that I was really attracted to with you is that, you know, you were obviously very successful and then went on to do your own business coaching, I guess it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, had yourself all lined up for the year and then had this major cancellation and some difficulties in your personal life and had to reinvent yourself which makes you such an expert for helping others. So can you tell us a little bit more about your story and how you became known as the Reinvention Mentor? Well, it probably has to do
1: with the fact that I've reinvented myself four times already. Somehow, I hope that this is the last one. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, I'm very resilient. Mm -hmm. And we all know that life throws things at, at, at us. And I learn a lot from it. And I grow from it, which it's not something that's particular to me everyone can do that but usually that's not what we concentrate on so the first reinvention was the one you mentioned i was in the corporate world had that nagging feeling there must be more to life etc and so i decided to become an executive coach and i went that route In essence, because everyone was telling me that with 25 years of corporate, that's the way I should do, I should go. And ultimately, it lasted me eight years before I realized that, no, that wasn't what I wanted and what I needed. But meanwhile, I was very successful. And then all of a sudden, the economy collapsed and I was working mainly as a subcontractor with two major companies. So in January, every year, my year was Mm -hmm. already mapped out so i had a six figure business essentially with these two clients for which i was a subcontractor of someone else and because the economy collapsed within one week the two contracts were canceled mm. so my my entire year was gone so it's been struggling of course and you know you bring yourself up again etc so i've had a few of those type of reinventions in that time mm-hmm. the major reinvention though came when, after eight years of corporate, I had that, I still had that nagging feeling that something wasn't working. And in essence, the universe kept testing me because I love working with women, but I was working in France, mm-hmm. where they are 15 years behind when it comes to coaching, etc. So coaching was back then only for leaders and you know executives who are, of course, mainly men. Mm-hmm. And I love working with women. So every time I was deciding that I wanted to work with women, the universe was sending me a corporate client, and every time I was deciding, okay, let's go for corporate, the universe was sending me <laughs> a woman. And so, in essence, asking myself, you know, hey, do you know what you want? Are you sure? Yes. And so, oh, I kept, I yes. kept going, coming and going like that. Meanwhile, In my personal life, I had met this guy that I knew from school Mm -hmm. that I was in love with when I was at school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we meet 30 years later. And well, because of that background story, I did a lot of mistakes, things that I would never have done with a a full stranger. To make that story short, it turned Mm -hmm. out that he was a um, uh, depressive can happen. And, um, and I was of course going to save him. And he was, it turned out after a while that he was also massively alcoholic. And then after a while, it turned out that he was having narcissistic personality disorder. Oh. So what has saved me in that process is my eight, nine years of personal development. Otherwise I would probably still be there. So one day after the second time in rehab for five weeks, he came back and after three hours, he was already drunk. And I thought, if I'm staying, I'm going to disappear with him. But what had happened is that because I was going to save him, I had completely stopped working. So I was At the beginning, only working on ongoing stuff. And then I wasn't developing anymore, but he had his own um, business in, in pharmaceutical. And I became his shadow general manager, I became his nurse, his driver, mm-hmm. his whatever, everything. Yeah. So
0: and I, and I, think, working. Sorry. I, I just wanna I just wanna interrupt you there for a second, just to tell the listeners, you know, for those of you who don't know, when you are involved with somebody who does have narcissistic personality disorder, first of all, they love the empathic people because they, you know, they're just naturally attracted to them because we do lose ourselves in their life. Yeah. Absolutely, and it sounds like that was happening with you, Anya.
1: Completely, completely. So one day, uh, when he just came back, was completely drunk again. I thought, okay, if I am not leaving now, I'm going to die with him, and not necessarily physically die, but you know. Right. And so I had lost absolutely everything. I had, uh, I was living with him, mm-hmm. and I left with forty three euros. I had my furniture, my car. I moved in with my sis, so I it to my sister. Well. In essence, where I'm living now, where I'm spending my holiday now. Um and I moved in with her for one year with her family. So I was fifty six by back then. So it's not an easy thing to at fifty-six move in with your sister and her family. But what happened for me back then was that I realized suddenly I heard myself say to my clients, We create our reality. Yes, yeah, we do. And suddenly I thought, wait a moment, Agnes, why did you let that reality happen to you? You have unconsciously but played a role in it why so there's always an underlying need that is being met uh, and yeah. something that's quite difficult to hear by people who are in this type of situation but that's the most honest answer you can give yourself because that's completely transformational yeah so I started looking back at my life I started looking back at the patterns I had developed and that was not only in romance, that was in family, friends, etc. And to make that shortcut here, I had spent my life sacrificing myself for others because I was buying their love. I was always thinking at the subconscious level, if I'm sacrificing myself, you can only find me lovable, don't you? Okay. That's what was happening. And my value is in if people love me. And it was a need that I had. Mm-hmm. That wasn't being met or don't get me wrong. It was probably met, but not, I didn't see it as being met. So I thought I had a void there. And so I started working on that. And that's why where I say my, my personal development, of course, has, has massively helped in all of that because I had tools and I started yes. applying to myself what I was working on with, with my clients. So the outcome of that is that instead of blaming him, instead of Positioning myself as a victim, I started realizing that this was an amazing opportunity to reconsider all my choices in life and business. Yes. And so the very first choice I I made two main decisions. I took two main decisions. The first one was I'm no longer working with the corporate world. So I left him in August. Of course, I needed a bit of time to heal. In December, I was in the process of renegotiating. A, a huge contracts with an oil and gas company in Budapest. So that would have been easy money. I'd lost everything. And I thought, I am not working with the corporate world anymore. So I picked up my phone and made that very scary decision, but that felt also oh right. And I told her, my the, the, the VP there, that I was no longer working with the corporate world. I was now going to work only with female entrepreneurs. And so felt... Very scary, uh, I mean, the type of money we're talking about here is the contracts for eighteen months uh, with the previous person in that company. We're talking about twenty thousand uh, yeah, well, euros, but still yes. you know you get you get a sense of the type of figures it would have helped me That's a lot, a
0: lot of Canadian dollars
1: <laughs> that that would have helped me a lot in my yes.
0: situation well, and you know while you were saying that I was just putting myself in your shoes and I was thinking about if ever there was a time to make an excuse for not living your dreams, that was the time. Mm-hmm. You could have made the excuse and been like, "Listen, I'm living at my sister's. I just need to take this contract. It's a fresh start. You know, I'm not going to do it forever." Yeah. You know, you had every reason to take the easy road and not to yeah. live your dreams. But you shared with me an amazing quote before we started recording, and it is so you now that I know you a little <laughs> bit more. Can you share that with our listeners because it perfectly describes what you the decision you made that day?
1: Yeah, I always say, "Don't let anyone tell you your dream is impossible." The word says it all, I'm possible. And that for me is the very first quote I always share with people. The second one, which is the continuity of that is it's never too late to reinvent yourself. Yes. And Um, so that was the very first decision The second one had to do with where am I living? My roots are Dutch and Ryan is Dutch. Both my parents were Dutch, but Mm -hmm. I grew up in France. Mm -hmm. They met in France. I I was born in France. And and the origin of my first name, Agnès, is the French version of Agnes, which is Agnès, which started how I'm spelling it now. And so I have never felt home in France. I've lived there over 50 years. I've never felt home there. But I've also lived eight years in the Netherlands and I've never felt home there. So where do you go? And back then, my I have two kids. My, my daughter back then was doing her first year at London School of Economics. And she knows me extremely well, knows my work very well. She, in, in her for her business school, even did an internship with me. Um, and she said to me, but mommy, you have to come to London it's so much you. I have, when in my corporate life, I have worked in London. I was coming two, three times a week in London, but you know, airport office yes, type of thing. So I had a completely distorted view of London because she told me that. I didn't give it a second thought. I didn't even look anything up at all. And I just declared to the world, so Facebook, that I was coming to London. And that was in January. January, no income. February, no income. March no income, April no income, May no income, as in zero, 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 zero. I'm selling my car, I'm selling my furniture, I'm selling my jewels, I'm selling my books. And now I understand what happened then, but in the midst of it, I didn't realize it. I, you know, I am I'm a very strong believer in the law of attraction. So we, we all vibrate. Yes. And I so much wanted to be out of that country that what i was sending out as a vibration was i don't want to be here i don't want to work with you very efficient methods for not having <laughs> any form of business whatsoever i ever Absolutely. i always say if you know anyone who well, Once that send them to me, I will explain how to do
0: it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's interesting that you uh, are bringing that up because just this morning, I was reading about that very same thing. I'll share it with us before we leave this podcast. So continue on, please. I'm fascinated.
1: And so in May, I went like, universe, I am serious. I need to get out of here. So I turned to a private Facebook group that I was a member of because I had bought the program. Mm-hmm. And I said, ladies, how can I find a roof in London how can one find a roof in, in London when one doesn't have any form of income or savings? And someone said to me, house sitting. So meanwhile, I was 57 and I registered on the house sitting website that they gave me. Took a few months, well, one and a half months because of course I had no experience. I was living in France. I wasn't in the UK, et cetera. But I ended up with my first three weeks of cat sitting. <laughs> in <laughs> Richmond, and from there it led to an additional three weeks in London for dog sitting, and then two weeks again for cat sitting for cats that time so i had there there I was with eight weeks of house sitting, and the result of that is that on the twenty first of July two thousand and fifteen, I arrived in London with at fifty seven with two suitcases. Huge. (laughs) No income, no savings, and no business because I was starting from scratch. I didn't have that market of female entrepreneurs. And everything started rolling from there because I had a very, very strong vision of what I wanted to achieve. And interestingly enough, a week after I arrived, one of the girls in the Facebook group said, oh, let's have coffee. We've never met in person. So there I'm, having coffee with her in Putney. And she said, oh, you know what, Agnes, you should be joining the Athena network. And she said, but the central London region, because they are more business focused than the other regions. And so it's a female business network that I've never heard of. And I pick up my phone, I call. So we were, I arrived on the 21st, so more or less a week later, end of the month. And the owner who is French, happens to be French, Says to me, I'm sorry, our meetings of July are gone already because it's monthly meetings. There are no meetings in August. You can visit in September. And so I visit in September. I like it. I'm a natural networker and connector. When I was in the corporate world, when I was an executive coach working in the corporate world, I had set up my own network of 40 coaches, consultant trainers in 15 different countries. I've been running it for four years. And so I like it. And I say, how much is it? And I didn't have five pounds to live. Yeah. I was. I didn't have a, my own roof. I was house-sitting. Um, and so she tells me and I said, well, I can't. And so she says to me, oh, I want to help you. I remember when I arrived in the UK, it was tough. And uh, would it help if you were paying monthly installments, so 12 months? And it was something like, I don't remember exactly, 45 pounds a month or something that I did not have. But I said, yes. We did not even set up a standing order because I had no idea which time of the month I would be able to pay, but she trusted me. And that's also an important thing to say. There is this expression in French, there must be an equivalent in English, I always forget how it goes, something along the lines of you are reaping what you seed or something. Yes, like that. yes maybe. You don't, Yeah. Absolutely. So yes, people have been helping me, but that doesn't come out of the blue. It's yes. you have an attitude and etc. That leads people to wanting to help yeah. you. So it's an important thing to understand. So I said, yes. So in October, I joined a group. And in November, I have... No, she sends out an email to everyone and she says, I'm selling the franchise. There's three territories. You can buy one, two or three. We're talking about 10,000s of pounds there. I did not even have my own bank account back then because officially I wasn't allowed to, had no official address. And I it was in the pipe. It was in the pipe. It all happened that same week. Because I had registered to get the national insurance number with that you were allowed to have a bank account. So it was in the pipe. And I sent her text message in French, doubled by the same email in French, that big, <laughs> very small. The first sentence said, it's for me. The second sentence said, it's the three territories. The third sentence said, I don't know how I will make it. And the last one said, but I will. And two weeks later, I had the network. <laughs> because in a situation like that, and again, this is all mindset and vision. And saying yes. And saying yes. I, My father always said again, a Dutch expression that I'm translating more or less, he always said something along the lines of, you already have the no, you don't have the network. You could have the Yes. So with other, in other words, if you don't try, you don't know. Yeah. And so what most people do in a situation like that is think, what a shame, I would love to, but I can't. And right. they don't dig f- further. Where I thought, okay, what do I need? All I need is money for food and money for rent. I'm happy. I'm waking up grateful every single day for what my life is. Because I was seeing possibilities ag- again, yes, to life, yeah. Yes. And so I just thought, okay, this is a memberships network, so members are paying their memberships. If she tells me who, what, when, I do a calculation and I give a proposition to pay back, and it ended up to be over four years. I don't have the network. She could say yes if she doesn't need the money upfront. And I had no reason to believe that because she's working on a big project. So I thought she needed the money for that. And she said yes. So two weeks later, I had the network. So what that then, so on the, that was in November. So on the 1st of January 2016, I was the owner of Athena Central London. So what happened then is that my focus of developing my mentoring business shifted to developing the network, which I have been focusing on all that time. So I'm now four years later. So I've paid. <laughs> <laughs> I finally paid. But again, mindset. I've accelerated the repayments, whatever money came up above that, I yes. have invested in virtual assistants, in setting up a CRM, etc. So where it would be easy to how can I explain this? It would be easy to think of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm only living in a room. I could have my own flat or whatever, you know, that type of things. Or I could, I don't know, have a facial or I could buy shoes that I have not been buying for whatever, you know, that's all that type of things. But you stayed
0: focused for four years.
1: I stayed focused, but never at any moment did I feel poor. Right. always felt rich, which is coming back to the abundance mindset, to the
0: vibration, to yeah, the abundance mindset. I I Sorry, sorry. I read something off your website. I just want to share here. It says an abundant mindset and practicing gratitude completely changes how we experience life. Yes. And that's exactly what I'm explaining. Yeah.
1: And I'm a walking example of it. No one, so I'm widely sharing my story because I've been running my own video podcast series for three years. Mm -hmm. I've stopped by lack of time. I will Pick it up again I have interviewed over I think what was it 113 I think uh, women who have shared this story I know the power of sharing the story because yes. it's coming from that angle of if I did it you can do it too and so it's bringing hope it's inspiring etc that's why I'm sharing it but when people see me and they hear my story their mouth falls open because you can't imagine. That I'm in that situation. The other example I often will give is I've ended up in massive debt. So before that situation, I was, I had no debts, not at all. And I've ended up in massive debt. So I had debts due to the personal circumstances. And then I buy a network (laughs) to make, to make that, that hole even deeper. Yeah. I'm living, I'm still living four years after in a room and don't feel sad for me because it's a beautiful room that where I really resource myself. I have beautifully decorated. I mean, I, I'm someone I need an aesthetically pleasing environment to live in, and yes. work in. And that's what my room is. So I've never felt, oh, I'm only living in a room. I would love to have my house and whatever type of thing, yes. you know? Again, but that I, gratitude and appreciation. But I have chosen to pay off my debts first. Yes. That's my priority because I, for me, one of the things that I'm obsessed about is helping women have financial and emotional freedom, mm-hmm. being independent, autonomous. Yeah. And so right now, as long as I will have those debts, I will not feel fully free. I feel very free, but not fully free. So for me, it's my priority. So I, having four years, I was almost 100,000 in debts, pounds. And I have only 40,000 left
0: in four well, years. That's, that's what I, Yeah. Well, and, and I, It speaks to your credentials, absolutely, as the reinvention mentor, because you have so successfully reinvented your life. And I just want to say, when I think about you, I think courage. I think bravery. I think resilient. And the best part of it all is I think this is a woman who is sharing her story and helping other people to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, that's really what I'm about. My mission in life, I'm very clear about my mission. My mission is to help as many women as possible to reach their full potential professionally and therefore personally. I come from the angle of a professional life. I'm a business coach, but I also touch your life. So I'm also a life coach, if you prefer, and and everything in between. And so, because I do believe in the power of role modeling and in the power of the ripple effect. So by helping as many of them achieve that, they will become role models for more women to do the same. Mm-hmm. And that is how we women will make the world a better place. Because I do believe that it's women who will make the world a better place.
0: Absolutely, and through powerful women such as women such as yourself. And I love that you are empowering women as well who are going through that struggle. So I want to share again. It is the reinventionmentor.co.uk, and you can email Agnes at a n y e s. At the reinventionmentor.co.uk, you have a Facebook group, the Reinvention Mentor, and uh, I would encourage people to definitely go and check that out as well. And I do want to say that I have looked on your website, which is beautifully done, and you have on there that you do one-on-one coaching—you know, three months, I think, six months, and one-year sessions, as well as you have this thing called VIP for a day.
1: Yeah, I my. my... Entry level, if I can call it like that, is a power session. So power session is 90 minutes. I can Mm -hmm. be laser focused. And so there are so many topics that we need help with. We do not always necessarily need full mentoring, but, you know, I don't know, setting a price strategy or finding your niche or whatever, or time management, how to set priorities, whatever. That can be done through 90 minutes. But then a VIP day is, is usually more... A full day. And of course, if the person is at the other end of the world, we do that virtually and then we do it in two half days. But that usually is more strategy. And one tool, that there are two things that I also have that can help people get familiarized with with what I do and how I do it. I've designed an empowerment planner. The planner is all about staying intentional and focused every mm-hmm. single day. I'm now also in the process of developing it digitally and I love it myself. <laughs> is it so, available
0: on Amazon or where can people find it? No, that? Not,
1: not yet. The, the Empowerment Planner is available on my website. The digital version, I'm in the middle of developing it right okay. now. While developing it, I need to now commercialize it. And the other thing that I do, but that's in person in London, but I think that I'm going to uh, run them virtually as well, is a vision workshop. I mean, I'm having a strong vision is so, so important. Without that vision, I wouldn't be where I am
0: today. Absolutely. And you are, you know, your brilliance, and your experience really shine through. And I can see how it would be such an asset to people to help them make these huge transformational changes in their life as well. Uh, So I just wanted to share, interestingly enough, today, the day we're recording is December 30th. It'll probably be a couple of weeks before this airs, but December 30th. And I was reading on the law of attraction today and the vibration. And it says, uh, now that you understand that your intent is simply to reach a better feeling emotion, it is our expectation that the moving up the emotional scale process will free you from troubling negative emotions that you have been experiencing for years. And as you gently and gradually release the resistance you have unknowingly gathered, you will begin to experience improvements in your life experiences in all troubling areas of your life. And it's just so perfect that that was there for Absolutely today. Absolutely perfect. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yes. The only,
1: the only thing not to forget about that is you still need to take action. Yes, absolutely. And and to take action. action, you need to embrace fear. But guess what? The antidote to fear is action.
0: Yes. The antidote to fear is action. Yeah. I really want to just keep that as our, as our quote for today, the antidote to fear is action and encourage people to do reach out to you because you are so incredibly inspiring. And I love everything that you're doing and your courage to me is mind blowing to to just be as brave as you have and to not take the easy road, even you know, personally, but also professionally and to just stay stay true to your passion. So thank you for being with us here today. And thank, thank you, you for, for being having who me. You are. You are just an incredible person and I'm so appreciative of having met you. Thank so thanks you, again thank for being so on the show. And thank you listeners for joining us and viewers. And I look forward to continuing this relationship and having you back again. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time.